conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Hey everyone, welcome to Geekdom is Back. I'm your host, Deanna Chapman, and Tim Matthews has returned to discuss Toy Story 4. We know it's been a little while between episodes here, but that's okay because now you have had plenty of time to go see Toy Story 4 in theaters. And Tim, I know this has been quite the journey because for me, I had never seen Toy Story 3 before we decided to do this. And obviously with Toy Story 4 coming out, it was sort of the perfect timing And it was just another hit of nostalgia to go see this one in theaters, even though I had never seen any of the others in theaters. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I was I was super, super excited to see this one in theaters because I I, I'm pretty sure I said during the Toy Story 3 one that I didn't I don't think I saw Toy Story 3 in the theaters. So for me, I like ruined my record that I had going (laughs) And so now it's just like, oh, I've seen one, two, and four. Maybe one day they'll they'll re-release uh, the third one in theaters, and I can just count that <laughs> with an asterisk. Yeah, maybe Alamo Drafthouse will do a Pixar marathon at some point or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll have to find one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that would be a solid marathon because these aren't like super long movies. So, which is really nice and i think a lot of that just has to do with how much time goes into animation (laughs) they don't want to make two and a half hour movies like marvel will or nearly three hours (laughs) yeah yeah or maybe if they ever you know in 10 years they'll do toy story 5 and it'll be the big epic and it'll be like three hours long oh my goodness the toy story to end all toy stories (laughs) (laughs) i don't even really know where they go after this and we'll get into the story in a bit but it's one of I those hope this things is it. Yeah. where I didn't think they were going to bring it back again but the way they brought it back it made sense because at the end of Toy Story 3 we see Andy give the toys away and it's like okay that's the end of Andy's story and that actually brings me to one of the main things I wanted to ask you which is how did you feel about the story moving away from Andy's family in this one. And we're following this entirely new family with an entirely different dynamic in a sense, even though Bonnie does still play with the toys in a very similar fashion to the way Andy played with them. Yeah. Like at the end of toy story three, you know, you sit there and you're just like, that was perfect. Like that is the absolute perfect way to just close out this arc, you know, of these toys in somebody's life and how they had to grow and adapt with that character growing and adapting to their own life. And they get a happy ending of they go on to the next kid. Um, And so it was kind of like when they announced Toy Story 4, I was like, I was like, I mean, I trust them. Like they haven't given me (laughs) any reason not to trust them. But at the same time, I was like, but why? Why? The third one was just such a perfect ending. But how they did this one, um, I really, really liked it. And I I really liked how they, um, how they 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 moved on with the characters, and so it's like yeah, it's with Bonnie, it's with a different kid, um, but the the through line I think is that while Andy's story perhaps was done, um, Woody's story apparently wasn't. Like so, I feel like Woody's story arc in this of him, yeah, he had Andy. And then was given to Bonnie, but he's not really being used by Bonnie and he's not the leader that he once was. You know, he's definitely he his whole arc in this movie is he doesn't feel like he necessarily has a place. He doesn't know where he belongs without Andy. And he's still so clearly stuck on Andy, even though he's like, oh, I'm Bonnie's now and I'm Bonnie's toy and my responsibilities are to Bonnie. He still like hasn't let go of Andy. And so I think that through line and how that arc resolves in this movie, where I thought Toy Story 3 was the most perfect ending they could have done by the end of this movie. I'm like, nope, this is the perfect ending. Like (laughs) if they never make another one, I'm like, this is this is perfect. So we'll we'll see if they ever make another one. But if they don't, I'm super satisfied with, with how this one goes. Same. You have the fact, too, that Woody is probably the oldest toy 
out of all of these toys just because of the time period and the fact that he had a black and white TV show, which we've discussed previously. But Mm -hmm. the cowboy and cowgirl, I guess, characters aren't really nearly as popular now as they used to be back in the days of watching black and white westerns on TV. And it's just this totally different era. And I think you can see that in Bonnie's toy collection because yes Mm -hmm. there's Woody and there's Jesse but in a sense you're kind of like it's understandable that Bonnie would want to play with some of the newer toys more and not necessarily all of Andy's old toys all the time so you do still have this different dynamic it's like yes Bonnie plays with the toys in the same way but she's not necessarily playing with all of the same toys yeah exactly and and her toys still kind of have the prominence. Like Andy, Andy's toys have joined the group, but they're the supporting characters. Um, I liked that when we're reintroduced to all of them, uh, I forget the name of um, the one doll, uh, but it's. I like that it's still very clear that she's in charge. Like when they're in the closet and she's like, she's like, Woody, are we going to, are we going to have a problem? Are they going to calm down? And he's like, no, no. He's like, like kind of like, I, I, you know, uh, you know, following her, her lead. And I think that's the thing that he's struggling with is he's not the, he's not the leader, but I like that Woody didn't just come in. And then when we revisit with him, it's not like, Oh, Woody's in charge now because Woody was always in charge. It's like, no, these toys have joined another kid's world, but her original toys are still like, her main focus, you know, the, and we get the funny stuff with like the, uh, Timothy Dalton as the porcupine that he's, he's, he's still not getting the roles that he wants, <laughs> but I, I really like the dynamic of, of those toys. Oh, absolutely. And before we talk a little more about the toys, I do want to make this fun little connection with Bonnie because the voice actress is, Madeline McGraw, and then her brother, Jack McGraw, voices young Andy in this. And then they have like this whole little acting family. And because you and I did the Haunting of Hill House episode together, they are both the brother and sister of Violet McGraw, who plays young Nell in the Haunting of Hill House. Oh my So I was like, that's just (laughs) a fun little connection there because it's like this family of all younger children. There's four siblings, I believe, two twins and then two other siblings. So just to have that kind of all come full circle for us, at least, I was like, yeah. wow, that's really interesting. And I didn't even know that the brother voiced young Andy until I scrolled down further in IMDb, because again, this isn't about Andy. Sure, we mm-hmm. see young Andy, but it's not about him, really. So he kind of falls lower on the totem pole as far as IMDb listings go. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. You got me looking at the the voice cast. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got Carol Burnett. You've got Betty White, Mel Brooks, Bill Hader. You have all these char- all these in- incredible, you know, actors that are just in these bit parts that are <laughs> like barely in uh, barely in this movie. And they just they got so many. Jeez. And the way they name them, too, is hilarious. Like, Betty White voices Bitey White, and Carol Burnett voices Cheryl Burnett. (laughs) Like, they just had a lot of fun with it. And you can tell that... Yeah. (laughs) Rhinoceros. Yes. (laughs) And that doesn't even include the people they've added on a bigger scale as far as the roles go, because you have Tony Hale, Keegan-Michael Key, Jordan Peele, Keanu Reeves... Oh, and Keanu Reeves. It's just so hilarious what they've done with this cast. Plus, we also, of course, have the return of Bo Peep. We cannot yes. forget about that. And Annie Potts is still voicing the character. So they have a good mix of the original cast members going all the way back to the first movie to adding in these new characters. And what's really fun with this one is the fact that Bonnie literally creates a new character in Forky. This is the first time we've really seen that. Typically, it's just Andy getting new toys, not making one himself. And you can tell that this toy is made by a child because it's literally made out of stuff from the trash, which is what he's doing because he wants Bonnie to have a good time at school. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that. Uh, I love the little bit when, when they come, uh, I mean the whole uh, kindergarten scene is great. Like I, I love when, when she makes Forky and you just see the look on Woody's face that he's just like, she's going to be just fine. And he zips up the, the backpack, but the fact that she made him like it, it gives us that great bit when they come back to the house and he's like, it's like, no, kindergarten went great. Like, and Bonnie made a new friend. Oh, she made a new friend. No, no, no. She made a new friend. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and then the introduction of Forky uh, was, was just absolutely fantastic. The just trash, like just <laughs> his obsession with just going into the trash. Yeah. Was, <laughs> it's, it's remarkable how like a, a, this this toy with like an existential crisis works so well in a kid's movie it's one of those things where now that we're both older and sort of re-watching these you can really tell what moments they put in for adults and i feel like they just went all the way with this one especially with forky's character and then you have some other comedic relief in ducky and bunny you have the whole sort of kind of horrific bit with Gabby Gabby and her, you know, crazy, like, goosebumps-looking dolls that, yeah, <laughs> that are her sla- protectors. <laughs> yeah. And it was just such a great blend of all of these different things because we get all of those new characters in very different settings. Forky is made out of trash in kindergarten class, and Ducky and Bunny are the toy prizes at the carnival or fair, whatever you want to call it. And then you have Gabby Gabby, who is stuck in this antique store with Slappy. Yeah, we we learned that she was defective out of the box. So she's kind of just always, she's she's never had a home like, and a home and a kid. So she, all she knows is just this waiting in a store, uh, an antique store too to hopefully have something and clearly went a little crazy. Right. And we can't forget Duke Kaboom. Iconic. That is just (laughs) such a fun character. And you have Bo Peep who has gone out and experienced the world basically. So we do see a lot of toys that don't play significant roles in the story because you go to sort of the sand pit and there's a bunch of toys in there at the park Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And Bo Peep is just like straight up in survival mode, which is really funny. And they have this like remote control skunk. <laughs> Such a funny bit. Such a why is it a skunk? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> Flies through the carnival and everyone's just freaking out. It's brilliant. I love I really love what they did with Bo Peep's character. Um and like that that's something that I that I really liked with this this movie, as we were saying, like the first three like that wrapped up like Andy's story and what was cool about this movie is not only do do we continue on with like this new family but we really go it's outside the house like they really really go on oh yeah um on an epic like adventure into into the world so the fact that they quite literally opened up the world of Toy Story um was such a huge benefit to this movie you know it's such a funny far cry from uh, in the first one, the idea of of just leaving the window to go and find Buzz, like it was just like no, you can't can't go out the window. Like we we don't know what's out there. To Woody, just like after Forky flies, uh, escapes, and he's like freedom, and he fly flies on out the end the of highway, the highway, back where, end yeah. of the RV. <laughs> yeah, and then Woody's just like, uh, how long till our next stop? Five miles. I can do that. Like, just like from, from not knowing what was out the window to I'm going to jump out, I'm going to go get him and I'll meet you guys in five miles. Like, <laughs> I don't know where you guys are going to be, but I'm going to find you. And it's totally fine. I'm, I'm calm and collected about this. Um, so it's really funny to see how far, uh, how far these toys have come. And it's not even the first time that we've seen them, like you said, outside of... Yeah the house because it's like each movie they kind of go further and further you know Mm -hmm. you have the toys at 
Sid's house that we see in that whole rescue mission. Then it goes further to the toy store and, you know, Mm -hmm. the crazy guy wanting to steal Woody, which he does. And so then the rescue mission gets further away from the house. And then in the third one, they end up in the daycare. Yeah, they they it just keeps getting wider and wider and and that's a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny how and 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 great how they've they've been able to while like the core the core plots of the movies are rel- relatively similar. It's always about saving some toy or you know saving them themselves from some peril of some evil toy or evil person in the case of Big Al or Sid. But they found just these great little ways to to twist it to make each one unique like throwing in the da- the daycare was a, a a great new fun aspect in the third one um going into an actual toy store and you know meeting a to- another toy that's right out of the box and you know buzz realizing how much of a lunatic he was <laughs> uh yeah. we don't get as much buzz in this movie um as i thought we were gonna get Th- this does really feel very much like woody's movie um and uh, Buzz is still great and still a lot of fun, but I I, I kind of missed a lot of him in this movie. Yeah, they definitely had a much bigger balance that they needed to work with here because what all of these movies have done is they've made part of the story about whichever kid owns the toys. You know, in Toy Story 3, it was about Andy going off to college. So he's making this decision of what toys to keep, what toys to get rid of. And in this one, at the beginning, you have Bonnie going off to kindergarten. That's a big deal. It's something big for Bonnie, and it makes a huge difference for the toys because she's not going to be home playing with them all day long like before. So you have these different things that weave together in such a way that you can't always focus on all of the characters all of the time. And I think Mm -hmm. because Woody was really... Andy's first toy, probably, given that it was passed down in the family from what we've gathered from previous movies. I think giving Woody this ending was a little more important as far as the storytelling goes. So it makes sense, but I agree with you. You kind of wish there was a little more of buzz in it because he's kind of the one who ends up getting the rest of the toys on board whenever Woody has some idea. And in this, a lot of it is Woody going out on his own and needing to do all of these things. And by the end of it, Woody has to make this choice. He's like, okay, it's been great going to a new home, but Bonnie isn't really that interested in playing with me. And here's Bo Peep. And, you know, they have their whole little love story thing going on for toys still, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which (laughs) I felt like it was at least a little more earned in this one because of how much time they spent apart and the fact that they all had no idea what happened to Bo Peep. So to have that reunion, you're like, okay, you know what? We know that Woody and Bo Peep always had this sort of closeness, even though we didn't need to see them spending that much time together as far as, you know, when the toys would do their own thing when Andy wasn't in the room. And again, it's still kind of weird because it's toys, but in a way it's something that you're using to teach kids about all of these various topics because it's a Pixar movie. It's not necessarily made for us, even though we are more than happy to watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. The reunion was, uh, was so well done and it, it it was in that, you know, perfect, like classic film way of just like them, uh, realizing like, oh my gosh, like it's, it's Bo Peep and oh my gosh, it's Woody and that kind of, and that kind of longing. And then we, and then we get, uh, just enough information to know that, um, that Bo Peep has still been thinking about Woody because we get the little backstory from from the little like Polly Pocket uh, police officer and yeah. just being like, oh, this is uh this is the cowboy that you were t- that you've been talking about. You didn't say he was a sheriff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah her her cast of characters was uh was was a lot of fun. I really liked the introduction of um the little uh Polly Pocket. Um, obviously, uh, Duke Kaboom, um, was absolutely amazing. That, that whole sequence, I forget like what they go into where all these toys are like hanging out inside of. I think it's in the antique store. Yeah. And it's sort of like this secret little entrance because Bo Peep was 
at the antique store at one point in time. And it's sort of like the hideout for all of the toys that don't want to be harassed by yeah. Gabby Gabby like and her goons club. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and, that, and, it, and it's so awesome. Like when she she's walking through and everyone's just like enamored with like, oh, my gosh, you're she's back. like royalty like, of the toys. She really <laughs> is. Yeah. She's this big celebrity coming in. And then Duke Kaboom shows up and he's like doing all these poses on his bike and everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And everything Keanu Reeves was just unbelievable. Yeah. It helps that they created that kind of character for him to voice, too, because in a way, it's sort of like this show off character. But you can tell there's still sort of this bravery within the character especially as they convince him to do the rescue mission and mm -hmm. let's be honest here forky needs a lot of rescuing in this movie oh he really does he keeps jumping into the trash at the beginning so woody needs to stand watch and keep pulling him out of the trash <laughs> and put him back him in up the... on the bed <laughs> yeah and then you have him jumping out of the back end of the rv and woody has to go get him and then he gets caught up with Gabby Gabby and they all have to go get him and Woody and there's just all sorts of trouble because all of the other toys are like where is Woody what is he doing so then it's like yeah. they all go and then they formulate this plan after they run into Bo Peep and she is very prepared because like I said she's sort of been in survival mode way longer she's like total Mad Max like <laughs> yeah <laughs> she has pants now so <laughs> yeah yeah i, I yeah I, I, this is my biggest interest uh, that I, th I thought about with with her toy is that she's a, a, a porcelain doll that was part of a lamp or something and so i i, I was unaware that she had costume changes yeah. so the but you know that's the you know turn your brain off and not think about that but i was just like i don't recall her having you know costume changes like a barbie or something but you know fine i'm in i'm in like this is cool <laughs> part of me was like okay well maybe the owner of the antique shop like whip something together for her because yeah. maybe her dress from before was kind of tattered by the time she got to the antique That's store true. because we do get a little sense of where she went after she was put out for the yard sale i believe or she maybe she ended up in one of the do donation boxes but we do get to catch up with the character and she's like oh yeah it's been this long since i've had an owner and you know what it's kind of great she was like it's not that it was bad having an owner but you just kind of keep getting passed around and now i can sort of do my own thing and have no need to sort of stick around if i don't want to yeah she doesn't have to continue to go through the oh it's another kid and then that kid's going to grow up and that kid's going to get rid of me and then I'm going to sit on a shelf and I'm going to wait for another kid um she doesn't have to go through that continued heartbreak or anything and it's a really interesting world that she's like living in the like you mentioned like there's a sandbox and all the um you know there's like the combat carls and and all these other toys and it's just like they kind of just exist at this playground and kids come uh, come into the playground and they just play with these toys and you know they like the whole thing with Bo Peep's like arm that's broken she's you know some uh, kids play tougher than others but it's like yeah whatever I just tape my arm back on yeah. um, <laughs> it's it's a really really interesting world that they're living in and then uh, and then I guess her plan is the carnival is now in town so it's time to move on to the next place and see even more of the world and they have like this little base under the merry-go-round or yeah, something yeah. that is like super intense to get to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic to see that this is the life that she's been been living since I guess she was put in a box and taken by some like I, I don't think we talked about the beginning, which is super intense. Like the all the other movies, they opened with these big, you know, bombastic. Uh, or like in the original, it's just you know Andy playing with the toys and like the story. Yeah. And then I forget what they forget what they did in the second one. Uh, but the third one, I think it's the exact scene from the first one, but it's like in like full cinematic mode, like showing within like Aunt Andy's imagination. Um, but one of each them thing, has just, like the Buzz Lightyear video game type thing. That's going the on. second one. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so it's always this like big, crazy thing. But then the joke is that it, um, you know, it wasn't real or something. And then it's like they're the way they open this one. Super intense. Like there's this big storm. Um, they're trying to find someone. It's like you don't really know. And then like they shine the flashlight and the RC car is like going down the, the street like like the boat in the beginning of it, like, yeah. <laughs> like on his way to Pennywise. And I'm like, this is intense. Like this is a, a huge. And I kept, I, it's like, I was waiting for, uh, you know, the, the punchline of like, Oh, like it's going to snap and this isn't going to be real or something. No, no. Like that was real. Like they saved RC, but then I guess, you know, he still goes off to the, the other, um, some other house, I guess. I, I don't know if that, I don't know if we're, supposed to think that uh well i guess Bo, uh bo peep and uh, woody have that uh conversation that she's like it's okay it's i'm not andy's toy it's time for the next kid which is a, a theme that continues to play um for for woody with which he struggles with is the the accepting the it's the next kid and not and that you can't stay attached to your first kid which i love that we get you mentioned uh, um, Forky getting lost a, a bunch of times. One of my absolute favorite parts of the movie is when they're wa- just like casually walking down down the road, and yeah. this is some of like the best use of exposition I've I've ever seen because it's just like they they basically give you all the background and cover the basics of the first three movies with Woody just catching Forky up. And it's in such a funny way where Woody's just like telling him the story and and you just get these little comments from Forky that remind you of what has happened in the other movies and like him being like, wait, and he didn't even know he was a toy? That's ridiculous. (laughs) Like it's it's absolutely hilarious. And he's just like carrying him through uh, down the street and just explaining to him. But it's like that's where, you know, Forky kind of recognizes Woody. I've only known Woody, or as he puts it, he's known Woody his whole life, which is two days. (laughs) But he even recognizes, like, that Woody's not, uh, he's he's still hung up on this Andy guy, which he then ends up, because he's not the brightest in the bunch, spilling all of the beans to um, the the creepy doll in the... in the antique store, which yeah. r- really some of that truly horrifying. My niece and nephew, they saw this movie uh, a few weeks back um, and they're three and five and they absolutely loved the movie. But it's like I'm really curious, like how they um, how they reacted to to some of those scenes, because it's like I was kind of like sitting here and uh, granted, I'm not the biggest fan of uh dolls to begin with you know especially uh creepy goosebumps marionettes yeah um and so it's like that maybe that's just my own little personal fears going on but i'm just sitting here i'm like ooh. um we even get i, I love uh at one point forky they're walking away and like the uh the marionette like looks back um and forky just because he just doesn't understand anything he's just like kind of laughs and he's like <laughs> you're terrifying like <laughs> it's, it's really great yeah and because forky is only two days old pretty much when all of this goes down he's not like you said the smartest toy around and you just have so much comic relief with that character because one, he's not technically a real toy. He's sort of a craft project that Bonnie mm-hmm. made. And because Bonnie made him, he was able to come to life like the rest of the toys. And he just has so many things where he's like, oh, you know, there's my eye. Things are going weird here. Like, yeah. g- Got to put these things back together. <laughs> his arms are always like sliding down his body. Yeah. <laughs> and it just gives you sort of this levity that these movies tend to have so much of at just the right moments because like you said the dolls are pretty creepy you're like oh boy especially when they're like pushing the cart the baby cart for gabby gabby and everything and yeah their legs are kind of just like doing this funky walk and you're like oh oh my goodness they are charging (laughs) this is so weird and creepy and there are plenty of dolls out there 
where you kind of just look at them and you're like, nope, no thank you. And those are definitely the ones that fall under that category, I imagine, for a lot of people. Oh yeah, and her 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 plot line is she wants to she wants Woody's voice box. Yes, like oh my goodness, yeah. We are going to do surgery and and take your voice box, and they do it. <laughs> it's not like they st- it's not like they stop her. She does it. Yeah, it is a wild ride in that antique <laughs> store. That's for sure. One of the things that I always thought was interesting about what they did at the end of Toy Story 3 was the fact that Andy does have a younger sister and they never decided to go in that direction where she gets some of the toys. And I always thought, okay, well, maybe because they're more kind of like boys toys, they didn't do that. But then they go to Bonnie anyway. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I guess by the time the toys go to Bonnie, the younger sister is already too old for that storyline to be interesting yeah yeah so to introduce bonnie in the third movie and just have it be someone the family at least kind of knows because the mom works at the daycare i was like okay that story makes sense and then we get this look at bonnie's life because we've already done the daycare thing we don't need bonnie taking toys to the daycare so to move things along and have her go to kindergarten, which I guess I was a little confused because they have her go to kindergarten and then they go on a road trip. It was so it, <laughs> um, yeah, they, cause I was confused at that as first, but it, cause it's funny. She, she runs out and she's all happy. She had a great day. And then she's, she's like, I finished kindergarten. And they're like, well, this was just orientation. So I guess okay. it's, I guess it was just a, we go, we check it out and everything and we feel it out. And then you have you like know, a week I, or so before school something. starts. Okay. Yeah. No, cause that, cause that was a little weird, uh, too. Um, I was like, wait, but, hold on. What just happened? Cause I was yeah. like, did they fast forward through the entire year of kindergarten or is I know, this like yeah. spring break or something? <laughs> and yeah. I guess orientation does make sense because I mean, granted, I don't know what I did in kindergarten but I don't for either. like yeah. college you go to orientation like two months yeah. before you start school yeah I, I sat there and I was like sure I'm 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 assuming that's how it works <laughs> like go for it yeah because I remember with college I went in like July and like you they had to stay the night yeah and then they kind of just get you familiar with everything and then school didn't actually start until like september i was like that's really early (laughs) yeah for orientation but yeah it was one of those things where i was like oh yeah that definitely slipped by me obviously (laughs) yeah and her her parents were of were a fun addition like this was this was i think of of all four movies um this the is most the most involved yeah yeah the most involved we've gotten with like real really human characters um the dad and was so especially funny. parents the <laughs> dad was hilarious yeah who played the dad jay hernandez who i think okay. is the new magnum pi or something okay they were they were hilarious and i loved the one the one <laughs> Yeah, the he's the new toy. Magnum PI. Fantastic. I loved the one uh the one toy that is just like anytime the toys coming up with plans were were really, really funny in this one because as as we've said, like Buzz and Woody were kind of always the ones that it's like, you know, Woody would come up with a plan and Buzz would kind of get the other toys like on board and everything. But in this one, we got a lot of other toys coming up with plans too because and Woody was, very, was gone <laughs> yeah and it was very clear that they're very inexperienced in coming up with their plans like the one who is his every single uh response was he was just like we could get the dad arrested <laughs> <laughs> um and they're like no and then of course you have uh key and peels absolutely oh yeah uh, h- hilarious of just like Oh, we could do a such and such plan, and they're like, "Well, how does that go?" And then kill and her. Then it, they, they just, yeah, they just attack the old lady. And the third time that it happens, it goes for such a long time. Yeah, she goes home, she takes a bath, she goes to bed, and then you just hear her scream. And and Buzz is just like, "No, no, no, we're 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 not doing that." <laughs> Oh, it, that it was, and then for them to get the key, like they're like, "Oh, how'd you guys get the key?" Oh, it was really tough, really, really difficult. And then it cuts back, and it's just she just sets the key right in front of them. 
so many like it uh, yeah they they really did give us a, a lot of really great moments with the ensemble even though a lot of the movie is focused on like a core select characters um you know jesse coming up with the idea to empty empty the 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 air in the tire um it, it, it so so many really really fun moments the gps was was really really funny and the brakes too <laughs> yes oh yeah it's a rental i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Lori Allen played the mom, and I don't think she had nearly as many funny lines or moments as the dad, just because he was the one who was driving the RV. Hers were mostly, yeah, hers were mostly just his react or her reactions to like the insanity <laughs> that was going on with him. <laughs> yeah, and I really think they did a nice job making the funny moments really funny and then when they went dark they went pretty dark with this really <laughs> and you're yeah. like oh wow these are two polar opposites but they put them in in a way that just works so well by the end of everything and i do it blended want... tones really well yeah is there anything else you want to talk about with the story because i do want to make note of the little post credit scene because we definitely have to talk about that funny moment oh absolutely um i guess really i feel like as far as story like we really covered you know everything except um i don't know if you want to uh get into just the the ending itself um yeah which once again uh damn you toy story for making me feel emotions um <laughs> like just the the when when they're out on the uh you know all super exciting uh you know e ending to um to uh to get the toys back together with uh duke kaboom you know doing finally, all his like, stunts doing this <laughs> in, insane stunt and everything and that was amazing it was weird but also really great all the stuff that with um Woody never leaving like a toy behind and that even though the doll was like kind of evil and really creepy, he still like feels for her and understands what she's going through and still wants to help her so that she isn't so that she can redeem herself from being this like creepy doll. And they the moment of getting her to uh, to help with the kid who's lost. Um, so she gets her moment. They also help a kid in, in some in some way you know get back to her parents but but then uh we have all this exciting stuff but then they just give us this moment where they're um the car is perfectly at the carousel and the overhang goes across and they're out on there and woody and buzz's goodbye of just woody standing there and buzz just knows because this is his his best pal and Buzz's stuff, everything with his inner voice was really funny too. We I, we didn't met, mention that, but that was always that was really enjoyable. His like conscience, but he thought his conscience was just the sound that his um, that his suit makes. They yeah. kind of regressed his <laughs> intelligence in this one, but I was okay with it. I kind of chalked it up to he's been reset a few times and you know turned it uh, turned into Spanish mode and everything. That yeah. maybe his his gears have been a little messed up. Buzz has had a rough ride. <laughs> he, he really has, but. Having just Buzz just look at Woody and just say, she'll be fine. And Woody thinks he's saying, you know, Bo, Bo people be fine. Like, come with us. And then he says, no, Bonnie will be fine. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, damn you, Toy Story. Damn you. <laughs> it's so, so well done. And then all the toys, they get they get their goodbye with Woody and they're excited to see Bo. And, and you have when the toys are driving off and they say, is Woody a lost toy? And... Buzz says, not anymore. And you get Buzz going to infinity. And then it cuts to Woody. And he says, and beyond. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'm like, you are manipulating me. And it, it's just so well done. They the, they really did, did such a great job. The cinematography and the animation, just everything was so on, on point. And they hit all the, all the jokes, all the scary stuff, and all the uh, sappy emotions. They, 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 they covered it all. So I think now I've covered everything from the story. <laughs> <laughs> With the way they ended this one, too, it's hard to see them making another one. And, you know, maybe like five years down the line, they'll have a really great idea because we've seen large gaps between these movies. You had one and two, which came out relatively close together. But then there was a gap between two and three. 
and then a gap between three and four that was pretty big. So Mm -hmm. we definitely won't be getting any more Toy Story movies for, I would say, at least five years if they even choose to do another one. And with the way they ended this, because Woody is no longer a lost toy, it's like, okay, do you really go and have a Toy Story movie without Woody? Or do you follow Woody and Bo Peep and then have a Toy Story movie without Buzz? Because the fact that they just happened to run into Bo Peep wherever on earth they went, you know, they rented an RV, so it's not like they were going super close. So Bo Peep had traveled quite a ways away, and Mm -hmm. then she just happens to be in the place that Woody and Buzz are traveling to. So you're like, okay, that kind of coincidence it works once and it worked really yeah. well for the story. But to have Woody and Buzz suddenly find each other again, yeah, knowing that he's going to be traveling sort of with the carnival and with Bo Peep and just going city to city, you're like, okay, not so realistic if they do want to do another one. And I can't imagine they would do one of these without Buzz or without Woody. That's the, yeah, that's the tough thing. Like I, I really, and like, again, I felt this with the third one, so I never thought they were going to do another one. Um, I really do feel like there's, as far as the story arcs of the characters, like, I just, I don't know where you go. Like, I feel like this really was, even though it's the beginning of a new journey for, for Woody, it was the end of the character journey that I think any of us need. Like, I, I really think that this closed it out so well and so perfectly and I said this for the third one. So who knows what they'll do. I feel like if they were to do another one, the only logical thing is to follow Woody and Bo on the road. But then, yeah, like you said, then it's not a movie with Buzz. And then it's like, how do you do a Toy Story movie without Buzz? But I guess when you look back at one, two, three, and now four, even though Buzz was such a featured player and it is a, an ensemble and everything... A really core focus is on Woody and Woody's personal journey. Um, and so maybe it would be okay to do it without Buzz. And maybe he and maybe he comes across another Buzz Lightyear. And so you can get Tim Allen back, but it's just not his Buzz. Right. Um, so maybe they could do something like that, which I'd, I'd be willing. I, I'd be willing to just be like, all right, fine. Like, I, it, if, it if would I get be a more fun harder. with Tim Allen to be okay it it would like i i'm sure there's people you know super you know smarter than me and with way more creativity to come up with a, a plot that would be fantastic but um i i just don't see where where they go after this one because the thing about taking buzz out of the picture is that you take all of those other characters out of the picture yeah. too you take out mr and mrs potato head slinky ham rex all of yeah. those toys that we have grown to love for their various little quirks and you know we see the army men bail <laughs> in toy story 3 so yeah that's not surprising <laughs> because they're a very different kind of toy too you know they come yeah. in this giant bucket same with like the monkeys and stuff so they're sort of you can bring that them back in anytime in any way and it and no one would be any the wiser. You know? Right. Because those characters, while they had some personality, I'm pretty sure the monkeys didn't talk. And you only right. had like one or two of the army guys who said more than a few words. So you can bring the combat Carl's back, I believe they're called. And I'd be super into that because Carl Weathers as combat Carl is fantastic. Yeah. I, the, there's, there's, one, there's one moment when... They they all like meet Woody and everything, and he high fives like two of them. But then Woody gets distracted, and he's uh and he's talking to Bo, and the third one didn't get a high five, and he's just holding his hand up. And I keep thinking, I'm like, like oh, he's not really gonna leave him hanging. They're gonna like address that he's leaving him hanging. No, like the the combat Carl never gets his high five from Woody, and he just sadly puts it down and walks away. And I was like, oh god. So it, it was just this great little moment in the background. So I'd be I'd be super into more uh, combat Carl, um, which you you would be able to use him because I guess he would go with them on their journey with the carnival. And they put him in the post credit scene so that he finally got his high five. Oh, that's right. That's right. He does get his high five. <laughs> yeah. So that was just like a fun little nod 
to like bring the movie full circle because the combat Carls, you know, there's what a few of them or something. And then there's just sort of, I think, yeah, this one that is kind of left out and you're like, Oh, that's kind of sad. And then at the, the very end of the movie, if you stay long enough, you're like, Oh, that's nice. I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they gave him a high five. And that's just how much they make you feel for even the more minor characters. So you can bring back ones like the combat Carls that were just made in mass, but you're probably not going to find another Jesse or Bullseye. No, you won't find another Rex. You won't find another Ham. I don't think they would use the potato heads anyway because they, even they were used less in this one, I think, because Don uh, Rickles, Don Rickles passed. passed. Yeah. And so his audio, I I believe... It was archived audio. Yeah, so, um, so... And it's amazing that they they had stuff to use so they were able to still include him. But you could tell that Mrs. Potato Head wasn't used as much because so much of their stuff is their banter. So... Yeah. Um, so it's... Yeah, like you you wouldn't get any of them and and maybe that's okay. I mean, maybe if by the time if you're doing a fifth one, you know, maybe it's okay to truly change it up. Um but at the same time, it would kind of it would I don't be know. weird. <laughs> yeah. It would it would feel it would feel like maybe maybe this is just one too many. Um but um but I don't know. I mean, hey, I ne- I never thought that they'd pull off a a fourth one and and it was fantastic. And um, and that you mentioned the post credit, uh, the mid credits were a ton of fun too. Um, they didn't go the, uh, um, they didn't go like the outtakes uh route this time. I liked I liked getting seeing the toys uh in the uh in like the carnival uh the carnival thing, and they're like helping other toys like get kids um instead of being stuck up on the on the cage um and then the guy uh uh the guy realizes that um realizes that there's no toys um and then we end up getting another another moment of the of key and peel having an idea of uh of like attacking him and then they become really giant and they take out the entire carnival and then it cuts back to buzz and he's just like or that it cuts back to like bow and them it's like or we can just get more toys. <laughs> yeah, I just really love what they did with this overall. And looking at Letterbox, you and I both gave this a four and a half out of five. And I think yeah, I've given all four movies either a four and a half or a five. So they've really the just same. nailed these movies so well. And it's just so much fun to still be getting movies like this. And obviously... Comparing this to the first one isn't really something you can do quality-wise just because of how long ago the first one came out. But that first one was still of such high quality for the time when it came out that it's like, yeah, okay, you know, they've clearly used these advances in technology to their advantage and the lighting in this movie. I just want to give a quick shout out to because when it needs to be dark, it's dark. But when it doesn't need to be, they're like just perfectly lit yeah. in everything yeah and Bo Peep's porcelain face like the the it always had just like the perfect shine on it yeah like they they were the how they worked in it being kind of reflective like it's it it really is I mean it's the you look from the first one it's like yes obviously if you look at the fourth one and then the first one the first one doesn't look as good as the fourth one because the technology has just come so far but we just recently watched the first one. And it's like the first one doesn't look bad. It just kind of looks quote unquote bad because it it just looks so different from from what they're able to do. But it's yeah. still it's still fan- fantastic. It's it's really, really impressive that four movies in I'd you know, as we both had you know high ratings for all these, there's not a weak one in in the bunch like they're. They're just all really great. I think I was talking with my friend about it's like he had said that he thinks the fourth he that he has to rewatch the old ones, but that the fourth one might be his favorite. And I was like, honestly, I've rewatched I've rewatched them recently, and I you know I'll have to let this one sit so that it's not like recency bias or anything. But this might have overtaken as my as my favorite one. Um, you know, we'll see uh, as I as I sit with it more, but. 
just because it took everything that was so great about every single one of them and and it just nailed it the balance of tone the the new characters the old characters um i guess yeah but if i don't really if i have like one complaint it's i would have liked a bit more of the old characters because yeah. we've gotten to know them so well but because i had so much fun with the new characters I never really thought about that until afterwards because they kept me so entertained throughout the entire movie that it's like, yeah, when I look back at it, I'm like, oh, that's right. Like, we didn't really get much with this person or this person. But I never thought about that in the movie because I was just having a blast. And so it's fantastic. I I mean, I'd take a, a Duke Kaboom spinoff if they <laughs> want to make a fifth one. That would just be pretty <laughs> hilarious. And... <laughs> I think I'll have to watch this one again once it's out on digital or I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus this November or something when that comes out. So it's like I had seen the first two twice before doing twice, I would say at least. I'm sure maybe I did rewatch the first one when I was younger because we had it on VHS. I can't imagine I would have watched it once and that was it. But those two I had watched more than once. Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4 I've only watched once. So it'll be interesting to see upon rewatches in the future how I feel about those two in particular because they are the newer ones and I just haven't had as much time with them. Yeah, definitely. I can't believe it took me this long to uh, to you know get my butt to the theater and go see Toy Story four, but I'm I'm so glad I did. It I had so much fun. It was fantastic. I can't wait to watch it again. So bring it on Disney Disney Plus. I'm in. <laughs> um, they have they have all my money anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tim, thank you so much for coming on to talk about the fourth movie in this Anytime. series and. Before we go, I want to let you all know about our Patreon for a dollar. You can just support this podcast and my other podcast, Chat Cemetery in general. There's a $5 tier where you get to pick a topic that hasn't been covered on Welcome to Geekdom, and you can pick pretty much any movie, TV show, whatever, and I will take the time to watch it, research it, plan an episode on it, and that is... A one-time only perk, though, because I can't do that every single month. That would be a lot to try and cram in. But <laughs> that is one way you can support the podcast. If you can't support it monetarily, all I ask is that you tell your friends about it, have them listen to whatever episode they would like to listen to, and you can find us at Geekdom Pod on Twitter, at Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>